Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of The Spoken Misc. Yes, that's how it's pronounced, but if you uh, feel like calling it The Spoken Miscellaneous, I won't stop you, and you wouldn't be wrong. Um, anyways, this is a podcast about anything and everything, um, but mostly it's about reconnecting with people. This episode is a solo episode, which means it's pretty much just me rambling about a bunch of stuff. Uh, however... I've anchored myself to a few questions that people have asked me and a few questions that I think I wanted to ask myself. I, I guess the biggest question uh, that most people will have uh, that know me is probably going to be, why did you start a pod podcast? Well, that uh, it's not a it's not a simple answer, I guess. I mean, I could say, like, I felt like starting a podcast. That's the that's the easy answer. I felt like starting one and boom here i am starting one here you are listening to it um the end but there's something deeper that i'm trying to reach out to with this thing um so i really really kind of felt disconnected from a lot of people in recent years um whether that's through like work, graduating college, um, doing my own thing, focusing on my career. Um, I just felt like I lost touch with a lot of people. Um, a lot of people that I admired, cared about, um, was friends with people I didn't know that only knew kind of, um, and I kind of wanted to bring back that feeling of, camaraderie I guess I had back in high school um I remember back in high school um me and my friends used to drive around in like the wee hours of the night um and just sit around in a car talking for hours about anything and everything um sometimes it wound up me being uh abrasive and blasting them with information about some crazy story idea that I had cooking up in my head. Um, other times it was super deep philosophical conversations about what our place in the universe was. Um, and this podcast, I guess, is trying to recapture that feeling and those moments from my youth. Um, because I'm, I miss talking to my friends. Yeah, that's, pretty much the crux of it i miss talking to friends in that deep way there's not much chance to right now in this modern age and especially because of the coronavirus like that social distancing thing uh really made me realize how much i would miss talking to somebody if you know something were to happen to them or if something were to happen to me um so i started this podcast um uh everyone i was like Sorry, knocked my mic. Whoops, should not have done that. Everyone that I was close to in like high school um, kind of drifted, oh, like apart um, because we started our own lives. We started our own careers. Um, sometimes it was because of drama um, and sometimes it was just plain like apathy on both people's ends. Like one of us just stopped texting or one of us just stopped calling and then the other one stopped and then life went on like it normally does 
So I decided that this would be a good time to reconnect. Um, I know that we're all apart, but I thought it would be fun. A um, little bit of nostalgia here, a little bit of a fun there, I guess. Uh, I still don't really know what it's going to be, and I don't think I'll know exactly what this podcast is going to be until, you know, I've uploaded this and I feel uh, confident enough to talk about these things with everybody and with the people I'm going to talk to. But for now, that's kind of the gist of why I wanted to start this thing. Um, but I'm not just trying to capture that sense of nostalgia from high school. Um, because uh, I also, on the opposite side, have people that I connected to recently that I don't particularly know as well as the people from way back, you know, like I don't know their deepest, like darkest fears or deepest, darkest desires. I don't have that bond with them. You know, that, that bond that only comes from like growing up together. But I figure that it's just a bond like any other and you got to work at it. And I kind of want to get to know all of my new friends better, you know, like they're still film friends that I've known for like all my entire time. And, um, uh, while I was pursuing this career that I can't say I'm super close to not because they're bad people or because I'm a bad person, but because we just haven't formed that deep bond, I guess. And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get my new friends to get closer to them. And I wanted to reconnect with my old friends and eventually, hopefully make new friends and people that I kind of knew become friends or maybe even just followers of the podcast or something. But the whole goal is to just bring this sense of connection back because I know a lot of people probably feel super alone right now. I know I do. Um, sometimes I'm just sitting in my room, just doing nothing for hours on end. And it's infuriating because like, I want to follow the restrictions, you know, put forth. Uh, but at the same time, I am now feeling this overwhelming urge to go see people, not because I don't care for their safety, but because this crisis kind of reminds you that things are always in flux and you never know what could happen tomorrow, you know? Um, like, I, tomorrow I could like be, should be symptomatic of COVID and who knows, something terrible could happen. And then on the other hand, I could be totally fine tomorrow. I might wake up on Mother's Day and be like, here, mom, here's a present, even though I totally forgot to get one. But that is, uh, <laughs> anyways, back on topic. Um, there was also a uh, show that I watched on Netflix that kind of, um, like, opened my eyes to kind of what um, I wanted this podcast to be, because I feel like I've always wanted to start a podcast, because um, I fucking love talking to myself um and other people like constantly like whenever i'm at a party i always want to talk 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 and sometimes it's good sometimes i feel like i'm annoying people but i really like talking uh to people even though i find myself very uh asocial like i'm totally comfortable with being by myself but i also really do like talking to people because i like getting to know what drives them you know um 
But anyway, so I watched this show called The Midnight Gospel, and it was a fun, trippy show. It was cool. Um, it was super meta because it was like a real life podcast, um, like played over animation. I thought that was super cool. And it hit all the emotional beats that I really, really kind of felt like I was lacking right now in my life. And I was like, you know what? I had already had the idea. I had already had the name before. So I thought, you know what? Why not just start one? Why not just do it and then, you know, see what happens and then reconnect with people? Because that's what you really want at the heart of this is you want to reconnect with all the people that you've met, you know? Um, And so that kind of segues into the next question I wanted to ask myself and I guess explain to you guys is why this isn't a specific topic podcast. Um, well, my first response to that is pretty much we're all multifaceted. Um, we all have a collection of different things that we all enjoy. No one's ever just a one trick pony, no matter how much they think they are. There's always something more to you than just one thing. Um, and I talk way too much. I don't think I'd be able to keep like focus on a single topic for anything. Like even if it's about movies, I'd probably veer off into whatever the hell else I was on my mind at the time. And so I just decided like, you know what? I'm not looking for anything out of this show. I am looking to pretty much just talk with people and get a sense of them really you know and that's the topic the topic is the spoken miscellaneous things that two humans would talk about you know while they're stuck in a car while they're driving somewhere while they're recording different audios uh from different places in the world um the whole idea is just what do you talk about my friend essentially because um I didn't want to, I also didn't want to, um, bar anybody, um, from speaking on a topic if they're not experts at it, you know? So like if I talked about filmmaking, um, that would disqualify all my non-filmmaking friends that I had back in the day and all of my non-filmmaking friends I have now. Um, and then vice versa, if I just talked about nostalgia things and stuff from like Morgan Hill or like my hometown and living in the Bay area, it would completely close off any discussion with anybody, uh, that I've met recently that doesn't have that same, you know, upbringing and that same high school life experience stuff. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to leave it open-ended, leave it open, just like a normal conversation would, you know, like I didn't always talk with friends about a specific subject. Sometimes subjects would switch, switch in like five minutes. Sometimes it be stuck in the same rut for like two hours and that's kind of the beauty of conversation with friends is that it can be literally anything and I think I want to capture that this brings me to the um next thing that I wanted to talk about which is the format of this thing um and I do kind of like the idea of it um being a little bit more of an intimate conversation um that like doesn't necessarily mean that I would disqualify like strangers from participating on the show ever at all. I think I just like to uh, pick people's brains um, and get to know them on past a surface level. Um, And 
the format that I think would probably be best for that is a, just a pretty standard interview. Um, you know, like just asking each other questions. Um, I'm pretty sure that I have a ton of questions for people, whoever wants to be on the show and whoever I ask to be on the show. Uh, I'm going to make sure I have a list of questions prepared. So I, if there's ever like a lull in the conversation or if the, uh, there's something I really want to ask them and I really want to pick their brain about, I'm going to ask them. Um, and I'm hopefully asking that they do the same with me because, um, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast at this point, um, you kind of are curious about what I think about things, or maybe you just want to hear a different side of something, or maybe you just want to, you know, reaffirm your beliefs or something. Um, either way, I like being asked questions. I like answering questions. I like discussing with people about things. And so it's kind of like a mutual interview. There is no one in charge. I mean, I guess I own the podcast, so I tech the fact I'm in charge, but the whole conversation is free flowing and like nebulous, nebulous, it's nebulous. And that's kind of what I like. Cause that's what normal human conversation was like to me back then. Um, and even now, even though it's a uh, hard to kind of come by, um, but that's the goal. And if at any point it becomes like way too nebulous or way off topic, um, these questions are meant to steer us back to, uh, you know, a format so that we can actually finish this thing. Because there's another thing that I also remember from then is that um, stuff would go on for hours. There would be conversations that would just go in circles and circles and circles that wouldn't get anywhere. And I'm like, okay, we're not going to do that. So these questions that we mutually ask each other are going to keep us grounded and hopefully within a two hour time frame. I don't think I ever want to go past two hours. Um, obviously this could change. I could change my mind. I'm sorry. I cracked my knuckles. Uh, if you could hear that, I apologize. Um, um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a little bit touch and go at first. We'll see what works. We'll see what doesn't. And then I'll adjust based on how comfortable I feel with everything. Um, this is going to kind of be kind of weird because I'm using the anchor app and it is creating bits and pieces of what I'm saying, um, like segments. And, um, I don't know if that kind of ruins like the whole flow of conversation because you're hearing like the jumps in between the segments being made. Um, but hopefully I don't run into this problem. I, or, problem I, I put that in quotation marks it's not necessarily a problem um when i'm like talking to actual people but uh, i'll see that when it happens you know but so yeah that's the format that's the goal that's the idea the next biggest question i'm sure you have and i know i have is who am i well my name is francisco alan alvarez i'm named after my dad i'm mexican-american and i'm 23 years old but that doesn't tell you who I really am you know it's just surface level trivia I could also say I'm a creative um I love writing I love filmmaking I love gaming um and I like a whole lot of stuff and I dislike a whole bunch of stuff and it still feels all kind of just surface level um and until you get to like talk to somebody for, I guess, hours, um, you really don't know much past what you see on the surface. You don't really get to see the person behind the mask, I guess. Um, and so this is my attempt to kind of show you who I am um, and to get to know who you are. Um, yeah. Uh, also, I'm realizing I'm saying um too much and I apologize 
It's my first time. Uh, it'll disappear. Thank you for listening. Um, but in the name of that, um, let's get rid of all this surface level stuff. Um, let's uh, get rid of all of these things that like icebreakers and stuff like that, because uh, they're not what I want to be about. I mean, maybe I'll use them when I'm not super sure or comfortable with a person yet. Um, but for the most part, I, if I expect people to be honest, I need to be honest myself. And the easiest way to do that is to knock out all this stuff that I think is not irrelevant, but not a huge part of who I am, you know? So I'm just going to go down a list of favorites. Um, so my favorite food is probably French fries. Um, yeah, I know that's not healthy at all. It's pretty, it's pretty American, pretty disgusting. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to love fries for like ever. Uh, fries are fantastic. Uh, if you want to know what my opinion on fries are in fast food restaurants, currently McDonald's had the, has the best fries, uh, followed up in second place by In-N-Out with well done fries. And then third, uh, probably like Carl's Jr. or something, uh, fourth Jack in the box and then fifth Burger King, you know, Burger King was King at some point, literally it was King, but then they made their fries too fat and it was just, they just ruined it. They just fucking destroyed it. Anyways, so that's my favorite food. It's fries. I could have said something like lasagna, but I'm sorry. That is not true. Um, my favorite snack, I guess, is if you know me like at all, even like I guess vaguely, um, my favorite snack has always been and will always be Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Um, yes, I had to add the Flamin' Hot Cheetos uh, because I am going to assume that I need to use it for legal reasons or something. I don't know. Like I said, first time doing this, don't know what I'm doing. This is going to be weird, but we'll get through it. Um, my favorite movies are the Lord of the Rings trilogy because I am a massive nerd. Um, I am a huge nerd. I am so in love with those movies. They're the best crafted like marvels of cinema I've ever seen. Um, and I'm sure there's gonna be a whole lot of people, especially for my filmmaker friend side that totally disagree with me. And that's perfectly okay i, I want to hear about it i want to know why you disagree i love that i want to hear your take on things so if you, you know you don't agree with me like hit me up message me like i disagree with you on this and i'm like okay cool you want to talk about it on the podcast and i'll be like sure if you up for it we could do it if not eh, oh well we have a discussion privately that's fine um my favorite shows my favorite tv shows my favorite shows currently are Oof, that's a that's a tough question. The streaming sites kind of like muddy like releases and stuff. So like I could like something because I'm just getting into it. Um, but like um, overall, I like something else. So like right now, me and uh, my girlfriend are watching Avatar: Legend of Korra, and I think it's really cool and I really like it. Um, and uh, sorry, there is a car that flashed little high beams at me. I'm outside in my car. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, but it's kind of funny because I'm just sitting in my car talking to myself like a weirdo. But anyway, so we're watching Legend of Korra. Um, and I really like the show. I think it's really cool. So that's what we're watching. We're also trying to rewatch Westworld, which I think is a phenomenal show. And I really admire it. But I also haven't kept up with the third season. So I can't say it's my current favorite show because I'm not caught up and I don't know about it. Um, but overall, I think the best shows that I've seen um, 
are The Expanse, Breaking Bad, Avatar The Last Airbender, and Naruto. And then I'm sure I'm going to miss a whole lot, so I'll just keep it to those for now. Um, I love watching shows. I want to be a show writer later on. I'll get more into detail about that. Um, but yeah, so those are the list of my favorite shows. Uh, my favorite books um, are the <laughs> surprise, surprise, uh, the Lord of the Rings books. Um, I, this answer was going to be kind of obvious. Uh, I love those things uh, that got me into reading. Um, but my favorite book of all time is not the Lord of the Rings. It's actually The Hobbit. Um, the Hobbit was the book that kind of made me um, think about writing seriously, you know, and telling stories. And I've always been kind of attached to it. It's always going to have a special place in my heart. Um, I also love the Harry Potter books, like every other uh, kid that grew up in the 2000s did. Um, not as much connection to it as The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, but still a pretty deep connection. Um, and I've been reading the Expanse books. Um, they're fantastic recently. Um, so yeah, those are currently like my mishmash of favorite books currently. Um, but, uh, I also am a massive gamer. Um, and my favorite games right now are many. I like, I like so many games. I play, I spend so much time playing video games. Like when I'm not writing, I'm most likely playing video games, which is, good and bad at the same time like it's good because you know i'm relaxing i'm having fun i'm letting loose i'm you know doing something for me but at the same time i could be doing other stuff with my time i could be you know writing podcast stuff i could be writing the rest of the thing i uh, whatever i was working on before i started gaming um there's just lots of stuff i could be doing that time but it's also really fun to play with friends so i'm like i don't know I don't do it excessively. I try not to do I mean, I try not to do it excessively, but I also try to, you know, have fun and not like get too serious in life and not just be all work and no play, you know? But anyways, my favorite games currently were Doom Eternal. It was fantastic. Super great game. Super fun. I played on the second hardest difficulty and it was so badass. It was so cool. Um, I haven't felt like that in a shooter game in a long time. It was really, really fun. Um, I've been replaying Minecraft a lot. Oh, I love that game. So relaxing, so soothing. Like if you had a if you've had a bad day, like in, play Minecraft. Like play it for like half an hour. Play it for like an hour, and I swear to you, your mood will change. Unless you don't like those kinds of games where you have to build and be creative. Like I I could totally see why you'd hate Minecraft. Um, but to me, it feels like a very soothing game. And especially when you have friends, it just feels like a really wholesome, fun time. Um, I've also been playing a lot of Apex Legends. Oh God, I love that game. I love the gunplay. I love the gameplay. It's so fun. Um, it's the only reason why I think I still play games on my Xbox because I can't transfer accounts over. But, um, yeah, it's a super cool, fun game. Um, it's probably my current favorite. And, um, yeah, so that's just a few of my favorite things. If I missed anything, um, and you're curious, like, you know, call me out like, Oh, what's your favorite, et cetera, whatever, go for it. Uh, I'll probably answer at some point. If not, I'll find a way to let you know at some point, I guess. Um, that's if you're curious.
Okay. So um, now we've gotten that kind of surface level stuff out. We can get into the nitty gritty of who I think I am. Um, it's going to be kind of tough, I guess. It's always kind of tough to like answer that question. Like, I think like a lot of people around this age and around every age, you know, I don't really think I know who I am yet. I feel like I haven't fully become who I think I'm supposed to become, or maybe I'm not the most fulfilled version of myself as I think I could be or something. I don't know. Um, I know that I am a person who loves to tell stories. I uh, have loved to tell stories since probably I was very young. Um, like my favorite days at school were like the days where we got to make our own little books and our own little stories um, for the school and get to show them off to friends and stuff like that. Like I've always really loved the idea of telling stories forever. Um, and once I read the Hobbit and then eventually Lord of the Rings, um, I absolutely fell head over heels for writing. Um, I loved telling stories. That is a huge facet of my being. That is a massive part of me that I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of. Um, it's shaped, it's shifted and shaped and moved in ways that I didn't necessarily expect to growing up, you know, because when I was younger, I always expected to be like a novelist or like a, like, you know, like a series writer, like someone like George R. R. Martin or J.K. Rowling. I always expected myself to be going down that path um, when I was younger. Obviously, I only knew J.K. when I was younger. I didn't know George R. R. Martin until I was an adult. That would have been terrible. Imagine a young kid making, like, Game of Thrones stuff. Anyways. Yeah, I always pictured myself as a novelist or something like that. Um, and then when I was growing up, I got into poetry because I was emo. Um, I was, like, one of the wannabe edgy kids, you know? Um... I have long hair like I do now. Um, I listen to Three Days Grace and like Bullet for My Valentine and all this like emo wannabe rock metal stuff. And God, I was insufferable. But it kind of like made me realize that I liked like poetry. I liked that rhythm. I liked that um, type of writing, that type of feeling. I liked making people feel with writing. That was like my favorite part. I like making people feel things. Um, and poetry kind of opened my eyes to myself a bit because uh, it was, it was, it's more introspective than creating a story with a plot from scratch, you know? At least from my point of view, because I would always make poems about like my state of being because I was very depressed and um, maybe it was about someone that I cared about or someone that I thought I cared about or wanted to care about and it just kind of made me, you know, look internally. Um, and then as I grew up, uh, 
it kind of shifted because I started joining um, drama club in high school. Um, I liked being on the stage. I liked acting. I liked talking. I liked projecting. I liked all that whole shebang. I loved it. Um, and that's kind of when I started realizing that I really liked writing about people talking to each other, you know? Um, and I realized at that point that I liked writing dialogue and people talking to each other, bickering, arguing, or just talking about their feelings to each other. And it started to dawn on me that what I was writing like was screenwriting. And that type of writing is kind of, I guess, the writing that I like the most because I don't have to be as detailed as, you know, explaining the color on a leaf on a random tree 500 feet away from the main character for dramatic effect. Like that's, that's never been my bang. That's never been me. But if that's you, that's totally cool. It's totally fine. It's just, I know that's not me. And I am glad I found the medium that I think I express myself best, I guess, in screenwriting. Um, but yeah, so in high school, I kind of realized that maybe screenwriting was something I wanted to do. Um, and uh, it was a way to kind of like write my stories out in a different way, you know? But at the same time, I was too afraid to make writing my main career goal um, uh, at a high school. I went to San Jose State with a intent to be a psychology major. Um, the goal was to go there, get my psych degree, get out, do whatever I wanted to do with that, maybe counseling. Um, but the truth is, is that I never really felt alive when I was studying for psychology, you know, like I, I was really passionate about psychology. Um, I do like understanding the human mind. I like understanding my mind, um, especially because I'm someone who has mental illness. Um, I wanted to know more, you know, I just wanted to know. But I just could not put up with the impact of classes. I just did not care for academia. I don't like studying to memorize. I just, it didn't fit for me. And I switched my major during my sophomore year in college um, after I attended this club. Shout out to FPS. Um, straight up changed my life and made me realize that I could do what I wanted to do. I realized that I could be involved with filmmaking. I could be involved with making stories exist, you know, in the mediums that I liked the best, you know. Um, and through the club, I realized I liked writing. I liked telling the story, but I also really liked directing. I liked um, working with actors and with people to kind of shape a vision of this story that is, I think, a lot more impactful um, than people give it credit for, you know. Like, reading was always uh, very introspective because it's just you and the book. And I like that. I love that. I love that about books. It's you and the book and nothing else. Um, but what I love about, like, films and TV shows is that it's 
you and maybe like your siblings or maybe your friends watching this stuff together. Sorry. I had a burp. I ate a pizza earlier. Yeah, I'm gross. I'm sorry. Not apologizing. Okay, yes, I am. Anyways, but um, it's a medium that you can share. And I think it hits a lot more emotionally because you see people's faces and you see their reactions. And I really, really love that. Um, I like, I like making people feel things. Um, and so I kind of went down that path and through college and through friends, I realized more of who I could be, who I wanted to be, you know, and I wanted to be a storyteller like that. That's how I wanted to tell my stories. I confirmed it. I want to make my stories into TV shows and movies and stuff if I, if I can. Um, it's not to mean I'm barring any other kind of writing. It's just that I think that's probably the one I want to make most, you know? So that's, um, I guess, a little bit about the writing side of me. Um, there's probably a whole lot of stuff I'm leaving out. Um, there's a whole lot of, you know, little stories that kind of probably put me on the path to become the person I want to be. Like there's a few memories that I have that I know were very deeply impactful to me growing up um, to make me more confident in my writing. Like um, when I got my first notebook, I can't remember who gave it to me. I don't remember how I got it, um, but it was a little black, like leather pocket sized notebook. And that was the first notebook that I used um, like on a guess semi-daily basis because it was in my pocket and so I'd always pick it up and write stuff in it and it really helped me realize that that was perfect for me because I loved having ideas but I never had a place to put them down until the that notebook and it really made it easier for me to to write to write more you know and I'm forever, I'll be forever grateful. I'm on my notebook, like, number 10 right now. Um, I'm probably going to get to, like, 50 by the time I'm, like, 30. At least that's the hope. Um, And I've noticed that I've been writing a lot more in my notebooks while I've been writing a lot more in general. And I'm really happy about that. Um, It's really tough. Uh, I'm obviously nervous. But if I just take a deep breath, and you bear with me, We'll get through this. Okay, cool. And then there's also the first time I showed my writing to people. Um, the first time I read something out loud. The <laughs> the first time I made a short film script. Um, the first time I made a script that I had it completely changed during editing. There's lots of moments that kind of helped me shape myself as a storyteller and I am so grateful for every situation that helped me figure this part of myself out um yeah so um writing's a big part of me um it isn't the only part of me as you'll soon come to learn but it is the crux of my being I guess to be dramatic like I've always envisioned myself as t- telling stories um, ever since little. I was little. 
So I guess I'm coming from a, that kind of lens, like a storytelling lens. Maybe that's probably, maybe that's why I wanted to start this podcast to kind of like tell the story of our friendship, um, me and this, per, this person, or maybe me and you, the listener, me and myself, like the whole idea is that I just want to make people feel things. Yeah. I like writing. I like telling stories. Yeah. While I was rambling on that last portion, I totally forgot that some people had asked me about uh, specific questions about my writing. Um, and e the answer is my writing is going well. Um, it's going extremely well this year, despite all the chaos and bullshit that's going on. Um, I made a New Year's resolution this year to write at least 200 words every day in 2020. And so far, um, barring a few close calls, I have not missed, uh, I have not missed a day. Um, I've written at least 200 words every single day since I think January 3rd is when I started. Um, and it's been super beneficial. It's been incredibly helpful. Um, because before I used to finish, uh, projects like when I felt inspired or when I felt, um, you know, that terrible rush of emotions that just make you want to make something, you know, um, just to feel things and to make other people feel what you're feeling. Um, and this year, uh, with that whole idea of sticking to 200 words a day, I finished things that I didn't expect to finish anytime soon. Within a couple of months, I finished an edit of a, uh, TV show pilot that I've been working on for a couple years. Um, I kind of sort of finished the first draft of this feature film that's been stuck in my head for a really long time. And um, I'm hoping to get some feedback on it because I know it's going to need a whole lot of revision. But I got the skeleton down and all I got to add is the muscles and guts and skin and everything. Um, but I'll get there. Um, I also wrote an episode for a show that I had totally dropped once I realized I was I didn't had no idea what I was doing with that thing. Um, but now I'm like, okay, this is really shaping into something and, um, I'm hoping to continue it later. Um, and I started an idea that I thought was super cool that I didn't expect to have. Um, and I only think I wanted to explore it because I had to write 200 words. So like, um, if I didn't have that, like, internal requirement to write something I feel like I probably would have shelved this idea for a long time but uh now that I've gotten the thing down I am really uh excited about it um and I really want to flesh it out more and make it more substantial um because it's not totally complete yet but it will be one day um so yeah so that's how my writing currently is going um but I don't want this to be a screenwriting podcast I can gush on about all that stuff with individuals um and with people who are interested in that stuff, but that's not what this is about. This is also about a bunch of other stuff. This is just part of me because you, you sign up for this. Um, so yeah, that's how it's going now. God, I keep on finding other things to add on to the writing part whenever like I end one of these stupid segments and it bugs the crap out of me. Like I forgot to mention that I, got some good news recently i got into the quarter finalist for a science fiction competition with this pilot this tv show pilot that i've been working on called alien boy um and this is a 
project that I've been working on for years and years and years. And um, to have it get even some like modicum of recognition makes me really happy. Um, it's not, you know, like, like I won or anything. Um, and I don't know if I really expect to, but it's a really good sign. That means that people like the story that I'm telling there and it, it gives me hope. It gives me hope. And if you um, are curious about it, I know a lot of my uh, friends um, who have heard me ramble for hours and hours um, know about it. Um, but if you're like really that curious about it, you can just hit me up and talk to me and I'll talk to you about it. Uh, but the goal is to hopefully show you one day once I get the thing made, you know, um, and then you can see, you know, what's been in my head for years and years and hopefully you all like it and yeah so some good news some good effort on my part and some good karma i guess while we're on the topic of screenwriting someone asked me what filmmakers really inspire me um there's a whole lot to list um i'm probably not going to list them all because uh there's just a whole bunch and i can't really think of them off the top of my head right now i'd probably have to go and look at my favorite movies and shows and stuff like that to kind of come up with a more whole answer but there's a few that i know that i can really um like uh like admire f from like the get-go like i really like um a lot of denis Villeneuve's uh work um i like christopher nolan's work i like his stuff um i really like steven spielberg but the filmmaker i guess that kind of inspired me to be into filmmaking before I even knew what filmmaking really was was probably peter jackson um because he made the lord of the rings movies see these things are circling back you're starting to get a better picture of who i am but not necessarily because it was like the most mind-blowing movie i've ever seen at the time when i was six years old um but it was the, the lord of the rings movies were the first movies that um i really looked at like the behind the scenes footage for things i was like six years old and i used to love watching all of those hours of interviews of the people working on the thing i loved watching all the um behind the scenes special effects i loved watching them constantly um and there were as uh much extras to watch as there was the movie to watch and i was super happy with it when i was young um and it kind of really was a turning point at such a young age because i realized that i really like this idea of telling a story with a bunch of with a bunch of people involved you know and um it never really resurfaced i guess until like late high school and back in college but i think that was like the first inkling that maybe this is maybe this is the path that i should have chosen earlier you know um but yeah so they really in Peter Jackson really inspires me. Um, I really love a whole lot of people's works, like Bong Joon-ho. Like, I really, really love Parasite. Um, I like all of Taika Waititi's stuff that I've seen. There's still a few that I haven't. Um, Alfonso Cuaron is fantastic. He's iconic. Um, I really admire a lot of Mexican directors. Um, Alejandro Iñárritu, Guillermo del Toro. Um, and it's not just because, you know, they're like 
I'm part of their people and they're part of me, I guess. Um, but because they make great stuff and I really, really admire their work. Um, I'm probably forgetting a whole lot of good people's names, but these are the people I'm thinking about the top of my head. Um, yell at me later or in the comment. There's no comments here. What are you doing? Yell at me later. Message me. We could talk about it. I totally, I'm totally down to talk about it. Um, yeah, sweet. Uh, a question uh, to steer away from uh, filmmaking and that stuff. Um, this is a terrible segue, and I apologize, but uh, that's just uh, this is just how it's going to be. It's going to be weird. It's going to be awkward until I figure this stuff out and I make it more, you know, streamlined. Uh, it's going to be weird. Transition going to be awkward. I apologize. Thank you for listening in. Um, another question I got was, um, do you interpret dreams um, and what kind do you have? And do they mean something? Um, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this a while ago. I interpret dreams the way, you know, I kind of feel like interpreting dreams. Um, I have very crazy dreams. They're usually very weird. Um, strangely, they usually have plots. They have vague plots that I can follow along. And if I remember the dreams when I wake up, I can pretty much chart out what happened which i really like um and um it, whether or not they mean something is whether or not you want them to mean something in my opinion you know like you can just claim that they're nonsense that they're just like your brain misfiring and uh not misfiring you know uh processing things throughout your day um and this is this dream is what you're saying is just your body processing that information because that's kind of what uh some people think and it's kind of um a piece of uh neuroscience and psychology and stuff like that but at the same time is that it since it's that um your body processing things i always feel like it's uh it's a bit of like what you kind of want like there's always gonna be little bits of you inside of the dream besides just the whole processing information part like Maybe some subconscious desire to uh, talk to a certain person or maybe a subconscious desire for a certain food or maybe a subconscious desire for something, you know. Um, but at the same time is that like you're not like your dreams are going to be kooky. Your dreams aren't going to make sense because they are pretty random because they are really just your body processing things. But there's things that are going to slip up that have meaning inside of them. That's kind of how I always saw it um so like if i have a dream and um a person who i haven't seen in years is there i usually kind of like think about why that person would be in my dreams like do i miss them like do i do i miss them is that why they're in my dreams or just have i not talked to them in a while and i just was a face to put there like oh i haven't talked to that person ever maybe and it's just your brain's like pulling faces from anywhere um so it could have been anybody's face. So I don't know. It's up to you whether or not you want to interpret that as something, you know, like you could just interpret it like, Oh, I had a dream and it had so-and-so in it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Moving on. Or you could be like, you know, I think I'm going to text him or I think I'm going to text them. Uh, like they were in my dream, you know, I got to thinking about them. So let's hit them up. Um, so dreams are kind of what you make of them in my opinion. Um, I 
normally don't remember dreams unless they're like scary in some way because I don't normally don't normally have good dreams, I guess. Um, or none that I can remember at least. Uh, I'm sure I've had hundreds of good dreams that I just can't remember. But, um, <sighs> breath, 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 breath. <sighs> okay, cool. Um, I have really stressful dreams. Um, for the most part, like, uh, last week or a few days ago, I can't even remember what time is anymore because of this fucking uh, shelter in place. Um, this dream of mine involved me and people from the community of Morgan Hill, like in even San Jose state and just people from the area, Bay area, I guess all shelter inside this like nuclear bunker. Um, and we were all piled into this, like, um, I guess like conveyor belt of like seats, like the seats and like there were seats in a stadium and they would move and they would move like into the ground, into the bunker. And it was the most weird thing ever. That's like how they're going to save us from nuclear Armageddon or something. And it was just so bizarre. Like what is the point of that machine? Like there is no point to this like machine stadium thing. Like it was just weird. Why is there like a nuke about to fall? Like why is their people from San Jose state and Morgan Hill. Like, I don't know why they would be near each other. Um, it's just very random and chaotic and that's, uh, kind of how most dreams are. But on the other hand, um, another part of that dream was like me, um, really like doing hard to protect, like going really hard to protect people that I cared about, you know, in that situation. And so like, I take from that dream that uh, hopefully in a situation like that, that I'd probably be able to um, help out the people closest to me, you know? And then at the same time, because this whole thing, it seems kind of whack and kind of weird. Um, it sticks out in my mind. And so when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, that was a weird dream. And I take that idea, that rough concept of whatever my dream world kicked up and a, I turn it into a, a different story, or if it's a good enough story on its own, I turn the dream into a, a real thing, you know? Um, and so now because of that dream, I'm writing this new idea for a, a, a movie um, based on uh, nuclear Armageddon. Um, and I think it's really interesting and different. Um, and yeah, if I hadn't had that dream, I wouldn't have wanted to make that story come to life. So I really, really love my dreams because I think they're important to help me kind of like reflect on maybe stuff I don't want to think about when I'm awake, you know, like you're trying to avoid it. Maybe I, I also don't know. Do not take these things as facts. I, <laughs> I had a minor in psychology um, and barely scraped by at that. Um, I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I have no idea what dreams really are down to the science. Um, but this is kind of like my interpretation of how I relate to my dreams, I guess. I'm not saying that this is what dreams are. This is how I relate to my dreams, I guess. Because dreams are pretty random and we'll understand them when we understand them, you know? But Right now, I don't completely understand them. So, yeah. Um, let me know what you think about dreams. Like, 
Uh, do you think they're just random nonsense? Do you think they all have secret meanings? Um, just, you know, let me know. Let's talk about it. To continue off the um, whole idea of dreams and um, them being unconscious things, um, there is a big reason why I think my dreams have always been kind of stressful. Um, and I'm probably guessing it's uh, because I have uh, depression. Um, I've had depression, you know, since I was a kid. Um, and it's never gone away and it's never really been... Um, um, easy I guess is the word it's never been stress-free up until very recently and um and it's shaped a whole lot of who I am um and who I was especially back in uh high school in my early early college days um and it is something that I have been managing for a very long time and um It's always weird thinking about it being a part of me, you know, like I'm in a much different place than I was a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. And while I don't feel depressed in this very moment, I know that there's going to be a point where I feel very, very, very low, you know, very lonely, very emotionally unstable, very um lost and it's taken me a while to kind of realize that having those days is um having those days is very okay i don't know if that's grammatically correct but that's that's yeah having those days is okay having a day like that is okay um because you're you're human. You got you got to cut yourself some slack, you know. Like I've been doing pretty good about controlling that uh part of me in recent years and it's I've been stronger at uh fighting it. Um I've been doing a lot of healthier things for myself to kind of get myself out of that space. Um, I know back in the day, uh, it used to overwhelm me. It used to, <laughs> it used to control my life. I used to be defined by my depression more than any other thing in my life. I was a sad, emotional sack of a human being. Um, and it's, a whole lot of I didn't know how to fight it and I was too young to understand it and a whole lot of you know hormones growing up and it was really tough getting a grasp on it then um, but I'm I'm always thankful of where I'm now because I can manage it better I can do a lot more things to make sure that my depression doesn't rear its ugly head as often as uh, it wants to. And I've 
got the support systems in place to stop me from reaching an extremely low point. Um, so I'm really glad. But what I do when I'm really low is I write. I try to escape into my own head. I make a story. I have people talking. I make them talk. And once they talk, I'm so curious about what they're going to say next and what they're going to talk about next or what's going to happen to them while they're talking that I kind of forget that I have my own problems, you know? I forget that I was feeling so turbulent. I get so enveloped in the story that I that I feel better. I turn all that emotion into something that I can create, you know? And it's always very tough when you're a depressed creative because you, there's days where you think that you can't write unless you're depressed and it's really fucked up, but it happens to me way more often than I wish it did. Like there's times where I, there was a time where I got very, 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 very drunk. Um, and I, it was to the point where I was throwing up and I, I think I blacked out for the first time ever, but I was trying to erroneously uh, get myself into a, like a sad state, like a sad ish kind of like way of thinking. Um, and I didn't really check how much alcohol I was drinking at the same time. And so I wind up drinking way, way too much um, and having a severe emotional breakdown where I was like, not able to do anything whatsoever with my writing, with watching television or a TV. It was just not a fun time. And that's, it's been a while since then, but the horrible thing is, is that I know at that point I was trying to get to a point where I was depressed, where I felt like I was writing good, you know, like it, it, my depression kind of tricks me into thinking that I can't write unless I'm depressed or something or emotionally unstable because it has always convinced me that that's the only way I could feel those things, you know, like I couldn't emulate them when I was more stable. Um, but thankfully, um, I learned against that because I think I've written more while I've been excited about the story than I've ever had, I've ever written in my entire life. Um, and it's been pretty sweet, uh, seeing the stuff that I make when I don't throw myself into a deep, dark pit to feel like a terrible emo artist, um, and it it feels good. Um, 
And now when I write myself out of those pits without, you know, forcing myself into them, um, it feels great. And it's a lot easier to, to feel better. Um, and I'm really happy about that. Um, I, I've been, I, I bounce back pretty quick now and it's, it's, it's taken a long time, um, to do that, to get my emotions completely under control. And I, it sounds conceited, but I'm kind of proud of myself. Um, and it's not, I don't want to be like super proud. I'm not like super proud. I still, you know, I still could work on some things, but I'm, I'm pretty, pretty proud that I'm not in the same state that I was, um, a few years ago, even maybe last year, the year before that. Um, but yeah, I'm proud of the progress I've done, I guess. Um, anyways, this was about what to do when you feel low that my, uh, when you feel low create, that's, I think when I, that's how I deal with being low. That's how I deal with being depressed is I create, I make something and that act of Genesis reminds me that there's joy to be found in this world. And if I can't see it, then I'll just make it, you know, it kind of reminds me of that idea um, that I created something that didn't exist before. And and now I can escape into it if I need to. And if I don't need to, then I can just put it down and visit it whenever I want to. So when you're down and low, I say, create. Or conversely, just sit down, watch a movie that makes you happy. Watch something that makes you happy. Just do something that will help you feel better. Like, just do something that'll make you feel better. And no, do not, you do not need to take substances to do that. But if you did, I wouldn't judge you. Uh, just stay away from alcohol. That's not a good combo. It never has been. But yeah, just do what makes you happy. Um, for me, that's creating, that's writing. But if it's not, it might not be the same for you. You might be, you know, driving down the street at night with the windows rolled down and just feeling the cool breeze um, it could be just laying on a trampoline and looking at the stars. It could be just hanging out with your dog for a little bit. Um, so when you're low, just do something that makes you happy. Um, and if you're in a really low place and those things that used to make you happy, don't currently make you happy. I'm totally down to talk to you. I've, I've been there. I know what it sounds like. I know what it feels like. And you're not alone. Um, that's one thing that I, I finally convinced myself after so long is that I'm not alone and it's a great feeling. Um, and I want to let you know you're not alone. Um, I see you and if you need help, I, I'm here. Um, yeah, moving on. Okay. I think that I've rambled on a bit too long for my own taste and for your taste probably. So I'm going to do like a lightning round of other questions that I asked that I wanted to answer, but I guess I didn't get to, um, uh, here are a few things, um, that I, that people asked me that I wanted to get to, but I couldn't get to until, you know, just now. Um, 
what was the last movie I saw in theaters? Um, the last movie I saw in theaters, I actually can't remember off the top of my head, and I feel terrible. Um, maybe it was 1917, um, but I'm sure it was not uh, 1917, but it could have been. But 1917 was fantastic. It was great to see in theaters. Um, if that wasn't the last movie that I saw, I'll correct it at some point, but it, uh, the last one that comes to mind that I was impressed by it was 1917. Um, so... Yeah, the last movie I saw was 1917. Um, what am I doing to stay sane it, during this entire thing? Um, I play a lot of video games. Um, I um, am watching a lot of shows, starting new shows, starting new things um, like this. This is something new that I wasn't expecting to do. Um, but I mean, here we are, month three of Shelter in Place, and I'm starting a fucking podcast, so cool. Um I write, I, I, this is me cause I'm, I like creating things. Um, but this is not what you have to do. Um, I like to create things, um, create, you know, scripts, stories, shows, etc. Um, for a majority of the day, um, like use the majority of the day for creative stuff. And then like at night around this time, I'd probably be like relaxing, watching TV or watching a movie or gaming, um, and just doing things to unwind because I am out of a job currently because of this whole thing. And I'm sure a whole lot of people are, and I know it's kind of scary and confusing, but it we'll get, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. It'll be, it'll be an endeavor, but it'll, it'll pass. It will pass. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't know. Some days I don't feel like I am sane though. Um, sometimes I feel like every, headline in the news makes me want to rip my hair out it makes me want to yell and scream and i don't feel you know 100 percent. but then i just take a take a take a break take a deep breath and then i and then i you know i calm down i feel better i I'm less wound up. Um, and then if I, if it's a good time to sleep, I go to sleep. Um, and if not, then I just, I try to relax as best I can. Um, and like uh, tomorrow, like a new, like a new day to kind of surprise myself, I guess. You know, I didn't expect to actually record this podcast today. I uh, I got so happy with the response uh, that people gave me and like all the people that followed the page when I didn't even have anything on it. Um, I was like really excited. I was really happy. Um, and people would even be interested in this kind of thing. You know, um, I feel like I'm not alone in this idea of wanting to reconnect with people. And that makes me happy because um, right now it feels kind of lonely with everything going on. And this kind of proves to me that you don't have to be lonely at farmers. Oh no, I'm not going to finish that. Um, it just proves to me that you're not alone. There are people here who I guess want to relate to you and understand you and maybe just pick your brain, hear your thoughts. But like, 
they're also all probably feeling the same things, you know, like, especially like with everything being closed, stuff happening, like everyone feels the same weirdness feeling, you know, and I guess I just wanted to say thanks for showing that we're not alone in this, that they're, you know, we all feel this, we all understand what's happening. We kind of share that through each other, you know? Um, but I'm going to wrap myself up. Um, guys, I hope you find the podcast and idea behind it as fascinating as I do and that you enjoyed this. Um, I'll be messaging some of you about interviews soon. Um, but also if you think you'd want to be interviewed, um, send me a message on social media or text me, um, calling will work best. Um, and, um, I, we can talk about, you know, continuing this whole idea further into the future. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I appreciate the follow on all my social media, Franny double a for everything. Um, I am probably going to be cross promoting this thing on everything that I have, which is, I guess a lot of stuff because social media is so ubiquitous now. Um, but it's that's also my uh, Xbox Live and Steam name. So if you're a gamer and you want to play games with me at Franny AA, like I'm down most nights unless I'm doing this or unless I'm writing. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, send me an invite in a game if you want me to play games with you. I don't know, whatever. Um, anyways, uh, Thank you so much for listening to this whole rant, ramble thing, whatever this is. Um, and I'll see you on the show.